Hello, it's me, Jennifer Apple, she, her. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. This week, I sit down and talk to Maggie Barra about actor aesthetic, her blog, podcast, and coaching business, for which I actually am their monologue coach. I have never sat down and talked to Maggie in this way, and I'm so excited for you to hear about the conversation and the topics that we talk about, mostly relating to her as a multi-hyphenate entrepreneur, actress, and marketing manager. We get into the weeds about some buzzwords that I have feelings about, like type or brand, and the way in which language can be an entryway into us feeling more comfortable to lean into what it means to quote-unquote market ourselves as artists. We share tools about being curious as to who you are and some helpful ways to prioritize. Maggie has really created a path for herself, and for me, this is a really wonderful full-circle moment because it all started with Maggie for me when I appeared on her Actor Aesthetic podcast. So, without further ado, enjoy this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. I'm Jennifer Apple. Um, I'm with somebody who I've never met in person. This is a theme on this podcast that I'm just bringing in people who I love, who I don't know in real life. So y'all, I'm with the one and only Maggie Barra. Hi. Jennifer, I, the fact that you just said we never met in person, it has not crossed my mind yet that that has not happened because it feels like I know you and I've like grown up with you. Does that make sense? I know. Because this is the thing. And I'm also having this really weird moment about the fact that you're on this podcast versus me having been on your (laughs) podcast because that's I think how it all started like I we didn't know each other before I was on your actor aesthetic podcast which is well I'm sure we're going to get into that but um that was the first moment I think and yeah that was midst early pandemic yeah I think I was I think I was in I feel like I was like down the Jersey shore or something yeah. when we recorded. I remember I was not even home and I had to yeah. bring my my microphone and I was like, this is a fun time. Like, yeah. I didn't have yeah. a microphone. I was deep in LA and just sitting there, oh, yeah. sitting mm-hmm. on a computer being like, "Is do I need headphones? Like, what do I do on a <laughs> podcast? And like, here I now sit in front of a like- That's usually how it goes. Yeah. What is time? I don't know. And we've been working together remotely because yeah. I'm on your actress aesthetic coaching team, which again, mm-hmm. we'll talk about, but we've been working since then and developed a friendship since then. And I'm obviously a huge fan of all the things that you do, hence why I'm you're here. But like, <laughs> so weird. What is it's So it's honestly like pre-pandemic world. I feel I couldn't even fathom the fact that I would I would have that type of relationship with somebody without having met them in real life. Yeah. I agree. You know, what a strange thing. Anyway, Hi. I didn't even allow anybody to know who you are. I'm just assuming that that's okay. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about me. (laughs) No, I I mean, bye. See ya. Um, So for all those who are listening, tell the listener who you are today. Oh, I love that. Um, Hi. So my friends, my name is Maggie Barra and I am an actress. I am an entrepreneur. I'm all of the things. And I'm currently based right outside New York City in Hoboken. Just moved out here in Jersey. And we're With very also, excited. Y'all, if you tune into the video on YouTube, um, Maggie has an incredible exposed like white cool brick. 
we it's live for heaven. an exposed brick. Yeah. We lit we are, you know we live for an exposed brick, but I I've been loving it. Um and as you just mentioned, I also have a blog and a podcast online learning community called Actor Aesthetic. And that has been with me since 2017 and it's grown into something I could have never imagined. So I'm very thankful. Um, but yeah, we're we're kicking it out here on the East Coast. What occupies yeah. your days in the moment? Because I know mm. you've made like a not a career pivot, but like an additional addition yes. to your artistic life. Yeah. So uh, 2019, I started doing some uh, work uh, before I got into the job that I'm in now, which I'll discuss. I started doing some work as a writer. I was starting to do some like copywriting work and things like that. And then I eventually landed a job with the Broadway Collective, which is an educational theatrical company um, based in New York City. And I started in their marketing department and now I'm their marketing manager. So this is like parallel to what I do as a performer because it's all within the realm of musical theater. Um, yeah. I just happen to be working my brain in a very different way than mm -hmm. as I do as a performer. So I'm doing that, but also trying to find a balance between that and actor aesthetic and also auditions starting to come up right. and shows and things like that starting to pop back up. So it has been a wild ride the past few years, but um, definitely wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. You, you <laughs> just, even now you mentioned things that I would love to talk about. Yeah. First is this, and we, it can be in any order that you so desire. Um, one is the way in which the marriage of this marketing mm. endeavor how that has a informed your own work, but also yeah. what you feel like you've brought from what you do into that. So the symbiotic relationship of that is a B the balance part of these things, right? So often, especially in our EAC community, we talk about, we've had multiple panels about balancing your artistic life. And I'm mm -hmm. curious to hear about for you, what that balance is and how that works. And then I guess my third part or like third umbrella is um, just the way in which you as an entrepreneur and with somebody who wears all these hats, how you compartmentalize or decide when to really drive forward with the different things that you want. Yeah. Those are like my three major things that I like just from what you just please, said. Please, please, dear of, God, I hope you can remember them because I, I do, will. I like every single one of them resonated with me. But yes. I think the one that that really resonated with me the most in this moment is the balance. Um, and something that I found to be incredibly inspiring to me as a performer since I was young was the fact that as performers, it does not matter how good of a singer or actor or dancer you are. What matters mm -hmm. is, yes, your skills and your talent, but also just being in the right place at the right time and also yes. putting yourself out there for opportunities. So there's a lot of stuff in our in our industry that, of course, is very subjective, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, and because of that, a lot of a lot of our careers is is out of our control. There's there is a a good handful of things that we can control, but a lot of it is out of our yeah. control. Um, and it's not, it's not in any way similar to a corporate world where you can basically work up a ladder. It's not like that. Um, so I've, I just, I, I really encourage performers, artists, whatever you are, when you are pursuing a creative passion to also have something that does keep you financially grounded. Um, because Listen, it's it's so telling when you don't have that. Um, it's so telling uh, when you walk into an audition room and you're pleading for a job. Right. 
rather than I'm walking into an audition room. I feel, you know, I feel whole, I feel complete. I feel financially grounded and financially stable. I also feel mentally stable because I have that, um, and emotionally grounded. Um, here I am. Here's, here's what I do. Hope you like Mm -hmm. it. Uh, there's such a difference in, in that. I also, uh, in between my time in college, uh, when I wasn't performing, I was also, uh, pretty consistently working with Michael Cassera in Mm -hmm. New York, a casting director in New York. And I was able to sit behind the table a lot. And Mm -hmm. I saw this like firsthand, like you could really tell the people who just walked into the work said, this is who I am. Bye. And then there were, there were folks who walked in and you could just tell they were just desperate for that job. Mm -hmm. And you'll never know why, but um, one of the big big factors is needing that, needing the job, needing the money, whatever it is, needing that opportunity. Um, So one of the things we can control really is the financial stability. And so pursuing something else outside of our career, um, maybe even within the industry, but maybe not perhaps as an artist or performer is, is really important for uh, your well-being. Um, Mm -hmm. And Gosh, if you're lucky to be working in a in a Broadway show consistently for ten years straight, awesome. But I don't really right. know that many people who do that. So, uh, it is important. Um, it's so important, and I've always had that drive in me since I got out of school. Yeah. So uh, that is why I still have actor aesthetic. That's why I still am pursuing careers outside of this in marketing and social media and anything that I can do that is that I feel is I'm feel I'm passionate about outside of theater. Um, yeah, so that, that is so important to me. And I, I really encourage actors and artists and whatever to, um, find that for themselves. How did you find that for you? Like, how did you find that this was the niche that you wanted to go down? You know, I, I have always, it started with writing. I always loved to write. Um, in high school, I didn't want to take choir because I wanted to take writing classes. Mm. Um, and in college, my senior year of college, even though I had like most of my credits complete, I was like, okay, what can I do? You know, what what is like a career or pathway that I can also pursue in addition to theater? Um, and I was like, well, something that I could do kind of remotely is probably writing. So let me just take some like media and digital media history of mass media classes, which in turn create was the reason why I created Actor Aesthetic was because of mm-hmm. one of those classes. Um, that's why, because I was just curious about things outside of theater. And, you know, even if I didn't go to theater, even if I didn't go to college for theater, I was, you know, wanting to go for history or political science or writing or something like that. So I've always had interests outside of, of performing, but it wasn't really, it, it sort of like morphed into something else when I did pursue um, actor aesthetic and what that could be. Um, and the job that I have now with the Broadway Collective 75% of the reason that I have it is because of actor aesthetic. It's because I had like a basically a an online portfolio of my work yeah. already available um, to showcase well, like, what, you know, what, you, what I do. What made you start actor aesthetic? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you took that class in college, which I'm mm-hmm. now curious, like what they told you to be like, <laughs> this is the thing. And you're like, yes, we learned all this and we created yes. how incredible <laughs> a class. Who was this teacher? Can they do all the things? <laughs> but, but like also what made you choose a name, but also the entire plight of it, right? Because you've built this entire yeah. infrastructure, which obviously you can go into, but 
you know, with the podcast, with the blog, with the coaching, mm -hmm. which again, like so grateful to be on this. Yeah. Um, come work with us, y'all. <laughs> come coach with us. Anyway, but with all of those things, like what made you realize that A, this was the niche that you needed to be able, that you could fill mm -hmm. and also just simply the creation of it as, as an inception thing? Yeah. So um, I had to take that class. I, I wanted to take that class, which was a digital and online media class. And within that class, you had to create a blog. Um, at the time, it was like 2016, I think. And uh, Trump had just been elected. Mm -hmm. And I, as you know, like I had just mentioned, you know, I was really interested in politics. And I, I had always had a passion for that. But I, I at the time, was very scared of writing about politics. It was a very scary, unknown yeah. place for a lot of people, especially for actors. Um, and I didn't really feel as though I had my voice there and I wasn't, I wasn't confident enough really. So I thought at I, I at first was like, oh, this is going to be, you know, a political blog. Then I was like, what if though I could create something that I don't really feel exists yet? Um, at the time, the the real place that I could really find anything remotely similar to what Actors That is now was like backstage, some of the articles on Playbill. But to me, they were more so uh, news related. Mm -hmm. And I started when I finally was like, you know what? I want to write about being a performer. And I feel like this doesn't exist quite yet. I don't really see anything on online. I want to see like, what is it like not only to be like an actor in movies, but like what what is the life of a theatrical performer like what do they mm -hmm. do like what do they do in between jobs how do they make money how do they audition what are these rules and regulations that happen in new york yeah. city and la and chicago like what is this um and after i decided on a general a very general idea of actor aesthetic um I decided to pick a name and at that time it was so it's so silly um but like at the time um everyone and their mother just was constantly saying the word aesthetic like oh my god <laughs> what a pretty like aesthetic and I'd be like what the hell does that word mean <laughs> um, unreal <laughs> I know and of course you know I love alliteration so yeah. I was like well of course it's got to be actor aesthetic and to this day, my dad like still makes fun of me because he's like, I can't even spell that word. Like he still calls it actor anesthesia. <laughs> dad, no. You know he's got to keep me really. He's got to keep me grounded. Yeah, okay? he's like, he's, he's like, listen, me. we wish you went in a listen. different direction, and this is my constant reminder. Where was that med? Where was that med degree? Like, where is that he's, going? You know what? He's got to keep me humble, and that's okay. Yeah. And that, that is. Yeah, we is. need that. Yeah, but I like chose that name and I said, you know what? I think this is something. I don't know what it is yet. The way that I found uh, my footing, though, was I created an Instagram for it. Again, another part of the grade was like to create like some sort of social media platform, whatever it was, Twitter, Instagram. And I didn't really know much about Twitter. So I was like, let me just make an Instagram. So I made an Instagram and I started just sharing about my life. I didn't really know what I was writing about a lot of it was still kind of news related because that's all I knew. Mm. Um, and then I got some like DMs of people asking me questions. And even if I didn't have an answer, now these questions were about like auditioning or about like summer stock or like very niche down things when it comes yeah. to being an actor in musical theater. And I was like, even if I didn't know the answer, I would do the research. And then I thought, okay, well, I have to write a blog post for this week's 
test or class or whatever. Yeah. So let me just put all this together in one post. And I just kept doing that. And what I was, what I ended up doing was it was just as if I was just answering someone's question in a blog post all the time. Or I was, if I learned something in class and I wanted to dive deeper into that subject, I wrote a blog post about it. Um, and a lot of it was like how to's or, you know, very, very basic, like instructional things that I either learned in school or I wish I learned in school. And then when I got to the real world outside of school, I realized, holy crap, there's so much information that I didn't know existed or I didn't, yeah. I didn't know like what the hell an EPA was. I was right. like, what is that? And why, why don't I, um, why don't I, why didn't I learn about this in school? And the issue was, is that when you go to a, when you go to a program or you go to a college program, whatever. Now I loved my program, but even if you went to a program, even in New York city, what happens is your teachers, unless they are currently in the industry 24 yes. seven, which is impossible because they're professors, um, they can't really keep you up to date. Like a, like, like you would, if you were just doing this full time. So a lot of it, I just learned on my own and mm -hmm. I just started documenting that and hoping that at some point it would help someone somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, and I found that it did. So I just kept going. It's wild because that's literally like, it's a, I never can say this word tangential. She Ooh, did it. Yeah. Ooh. She did it. Whoa. She did it. <laughs> I also have a degree in writing. Thank you so much. Mm. Uh, no creative writing. Uh, but tangentially, that's literally how this community happened too, where mm. it was less even like the niche down musical theater situation, but more mm. a matter of just like the life stuff no one's teaching in, in, in university spaces and programs just generally that happened specifically as I was coaching in the pandemic, which was just mm. like no one knew how to be a human being, you know, and like, and and no one really does. I don't claim to know that myself either. I have no real idea. I'm, you know, we're all figuring it out as we go. But mm. even starting as younger artists, why are we not empowering ourselves with all these conversations around mental health and personal wellness and boundaries and asking for things and balancing your life and artivism as we, you know, or activism with artists involved, whatever the phrasing is, mm. right? Like all of these things that we are doing or wanting to involve in our artistic life, but we don't have any actual resources or knowledge about. Like that's literally why EAC started too. So mm -hmm. I feel like as I'm – it's funny because I don't think I even knew the actors did a garden story <laughs> even though I literally work for you. Um, but I but I, I feel like now it's just like, oh, this is why – it just makes me feel like this is even more in alignment and so yeah. it, just, it puts like mm -hmm. a little smile on my face. Mm -hmm. um, how did you go from that – the blog – aspect of it into the podcast aspect of it. <laughs> I wish I had a better story, except I think someone DM'd me and was like, hey, I would love to hear your blog posts. Like I would love to like yeah. I would love to physically like walk to walk to work or, or get on a subway and like actually listen to you as well. And you know, I loved that because people uh people accept information in different ways. They learn in different ways. Yeah. Um and so yeah, blog posts might be helpful to someone if they're quick to Google something. But if you wanted to um, consume that information audibly, great. So I, I basically just regurgitated a lot of my existing blogs and existing content into uh, into 
content on a podcast, um, that took me a hot minute to figure out how to do because I had never done that before. And and I don't even think I was ever on anyone's podcast before. I like didn't know like how I didn't have I had a microphone that was like probably seven years old at the time, like just clueless. Um, But, you know, eventually it turned into this like 50 percent interviews with other folks and then 50% just like solo episodes because there was a point I, I began this in 2018 at the end of 2018 the podcast and there was a point where I realized like you know around 2020 like there's really only so much information I can give right. from myself um, I feel as though my listeners can learn so much more even so much more from other folks other walks of life I yeah. you know we all have a different path in this industry and I think it's really important that, that people hear that yeah. So that's how the podcast awesome. came about. That's awesome. Um, let's swing back to, and I'm remembering these questions in my brain. Let's swing back <laughs> now to um, the the marketing aspect of things as your yep. portfolio, as you presented this for your current job. Mm-hmm. Um, how did that all go about? And what is what are some of the, I guess, the initial question of like, are you taking what you know from, say, actor aesthetic and bringing that into the job? Or is it more like the job is now informing? Or is it a bit like a, you know, symbiotic oh, situation? Oh, it's both. It's both. It even informs what I do as a performer, like a, as an actor on social media, too. Because I learned a lot about um, with actor aesthetic, you know, as you know, when you first start something like that, you're you you have such a small team and in my case it was literally me and like yeah. sometimes my sister telling me like <laughs> ideas for a post or whatever or whatever yeah. i don't know um she's my writer's room as we call her we love it um yeah but i i i think you know when you first start out when you're first creating when you first have an idea for something you're you're your own content creator you're your own writer you're your own editor you're mm-hmm. your own uh, publisher, you're your own marketer, you're yeah. everything. Um, so when I figured out how to market actor aesthetic um, through social media, through emails, um, through different forms of digital media, I realized I, I literally know how to do this because I had to do it for myself and I had to learn all of this myself. Like it was and how did you learn that? That was all like, besides the two classes that I took in college, the rest of it was just all like a shit ton of research on my own. I learned about like search engine optimization a little bit from my class and then I ran with it and I, I took, you know, I watched every single YouTube video I could possibly find on this kind of stuff and on marketing and advertising and, and I just learned by doing and I learned by, by error I just learned by doing yeah. it myself um so when it came the time to and and not only that but then when I started uh advertising my not just like you know a blog post or a podcast but like a- actually advertising my services right um I realized oh I can actually you know I can I can write copy like I know how to advertise myself now I know how to market myself and also as actors we need to know how to market ourselves. We need to know how to do that. Um, Cause like I said, you know, it's, it's fine if you're a great singer or actor or dancer, but it's only half the battle. Right. Um, so when it came time to apply to jobs, um, I realized, wow, I have like a lot of parallel skills here. Um, and I also have this business um, that I can showcase. And I, you know, basically showed, 
hey, I, I like, I, I single-handedly created this entire website, this, this whole thing. Um, I single-handedly, you know, marketed to thousands of people on my email list, or, um, you know, I have this X amount of, of downloads on my podcast and I know how to create a podcast. I know how to, uh, grow a following on Instagram. I know how to do these things already. Mm -hmm. Let me do them for you. Um, that's how that came to be. And, uh, I think that that was at the end of the day, it was something that I was always striving to do because my senior year of college, I wanted to do so. I wanted to take a class or do something that was going to help me. Like it was very intentional. That was going to help me pursue something alongside being an actor. Yeah. And at first I thought, uh, when I was taking all these, like the history of mass media, I thought, okay, maybe this could be like, maybe I could be a journalist. I don't know, but something along those lines, maybe not as, not as extensive. At the end of the day, I had something that uh, was tan literally tangible that I could show showcase to to employers, and it just so happened that it it was the right fit for the Broadway Collective at the time, and and now to this day, something I love to do, and I would love to continue to do years from now, um, because not only is it a passion of mine, but it just works a different side of my brain that I I really enjoy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, for those artists who say have not perhaps used that part of their brain as much, yeah. I might be, you know, I feel like I'm newer to that part of my yeah. brain and it's an exercise and stretching, yeah. um, you know, mental stretches are healthy and yeah. we embrace them. Um, <laughs> but that, and also for those of us who perhaps like the word, even just the word marketing feels icky, uh -huh. what, what are some of your like, these are the first steps I would recommend that you take so that you can at least start to feel like it's a little less ick or mm. to begin to feel empowered with even just embracing the fact that as you so beautifully said, like we are our own, all the things all the mm -hmm. time for what it is that we do as artists. I think it really comes down to sitting with who you are as a person in the world, which I think is very aligned with, with, with what y'all do, because I think your quote unquote brand or whatever that means to you. And I would look at your brand in a way that a business would, because I think it's really easy to separate. Like um, if you think of, if you think of Twitter or you think of Facebook or you think of like these big companies, they all have a brand. They have a very unique presence. You see their mm -hmm. logo, you know what they are. Um, why not translate that into yourself? Why not treat yourself as a business? Because in that way, if you start to treat your 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 career as a business, you can almost step away from it and then be like, you know, who you are outside of the career. But what's important is that your brand is like what makes you you, mm -hmm. whereas your type, whatever that means, I mean, I think that word is being changed constantly in the industry yeah. now, but your type or whatever, your type is 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 different than your, than your brand. So what I like to say is like, there could be five different people called in for the role of Evan Hansen on Broadway. Mm -hmm. All of them are going to be relatively within the same type. And what I mean by that is just strictly like five people who could easily play Evan Hansen tomorrow because they just fit the essence of the role. But your brand is like what makes you different than the next person that walks in. 
So your brand is, is going to be really just who you are as a human in the world. What makes you different? What makes you unique? What makes you tick? Um, just what you're passionate about, maybe outside theater, anything that just is a little bit different, embrace that. Mm -hmm. Um, marketing is how you showcase that brand. So what's really important is that you figure out what your brand is. And that comes down to who you are as a person in the world. That comes down to um, your essence, your being. Um, and I like to I like to tell actors when we're talking about this to make it more authentic to them is to jot down like the three different adjectives that they use to describe themselves. And this is not like the roles they play I'm talking about, like, how do people describe you? And if you have a hard time doing that, ask someone who knows you really well, like, what are three words that you would mm -hmm. use to describe me? Um, and you don't have to think about it too quick. It's just the things that come up on the, on the top of your head. That's good. Um, that's your brand. Those words right there, those, that's your brand. How you market that is really up to you. And it can be very overwhelming because now with Instagram and with TikTok um, and with websites, it, there's so much at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. But I would start small. Um, and I would look at the things that, that are most important to me. More important than anything is having a really sturdy website. So um, just putting the basics into there because – I can tell you, even in 2016, when I was interning with Michael Casera, we always went to someone's website, first and foremost. We we always looked someone yeah. up prior to bringing them in the room. And now, of course, that's so more, even more important than it was back then. Um, website's so important. But then once you get past that and you get all the, the basics in a website, then you can get creative and you can go to social media, which is free. You can just be yourself and find things that, that work. And I, I think... Your, your next step really can just be going on social media as just a user, as just a viewer and seeing what you like and what you find is, is entertaining to you and go from there. So like find, find people you resonate with on social media for me, like, my gosh, I love JJ Neiman. I think he's so mm -hmm. freaking funny. Um, but he's someone who has really just done something so special. Um, on social media and he's just himself and he is so creative. Um, but find someone that you really look up to or, um, find entertaining and then, and then see if you can, you can, um, find some inspiration there. But really at the end of the day, it's just coming down to like the basics of, of marketing basics of just showing who you are as a person in the world besides just a, a performer. And then, and then finding different ways to to get yourself out there. It doesn't have to be sending out your headshot and resume to a casting office anymore. It can be as simple as posting a video of you singing. Right. You know? It's so I'm I, as you were talking, I was like clocking my own internal feelings around mm -hmm. the word brand and type. Oh yeah. Of which mm -hmm. I I have personally tried to bury so far down into the ground because yep. in my hopes of like, you know, <laughs> bringing down that. whatever part of, you know, capitalism and industry or society that isn't working, <laughs> I'm like, these words are not helping me and it's not helping us because we've, we've compartmentalized people so we haven't taken into account rather like how complex people are. 
Yeah. And it's been so interesting. It was so interesting hearing because like the second I heard those words, I was like, you are shutting down, Jen. And yep. then as I heard you <laughs> express the what you meant by each, it was like, oh, no, no, we're in essence, we are talking about the same thing. We're like, yeah. even when I do monologue sourcing, which is finding monologues, you know, specifically for people, which I do for actors that I'm going to do for my own coaching clients too. Yeah. That I literally ask in that, like, what are three adjectives that you use to describe yourself? And what are three adjectives Amazing. that people used to describe, like used to describe you? I literally yeah, do because that so in it of itself is, it's, and it's again, another, I like, know you oh, hate like, it. Is, I know. Oh my God. But, but this, but it's another, you know, like reason why I'm like, okay, no, no, we are speaking the same language. It's just that language is so complicated because it's so yeah. loaded. Yeah. And so for all of you who are listening in this moment, they were like, you, all of a sudden your skin was crawling and you're like, my goodness. <laughs> like truly I was there with you. I'm, I see you. I hear you. I feel you energetically through this soundtrack that's happening right now. <laughs> um, and you probably, if you watch this YouTube, you'll probably see like my body language. Probably, I imagine I was like cowering, probably <laughs> unclear. I would imagine I was. But I think, you know, it's so interesting to me because I'm still like, even as you said all that and described the ways in which that works, I still have such an issue with those words. And I don't know if this is- Is there something? No, this is, I mean, this is helpful because I've done a couple of, you know, I've I've been teaching this um, yeah. in different masterclasses and stuff like this for years. And I, I really have come to, uh, I'm very hyper aware of how people react to, yeah. to those words. I would because, imagine so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially especially type because I don't really. It's I, it's still just it's still something that I I not that I struggle with it, but I still like I've always fought against the grain regardless. Correct. Like I've always been like, well, you know. First of all, no one's ever just a soprano. No one's ever just an alto. Correct. No one's ever just an ingenue. Like, that's bullshit. That just doesn't, Correct. that never resonated with me since I was like 13. Yep. But it's not, it's what I, what I, I, I'm curious to know if you have, if there's like some other word or phrase maybe that resonates more with you because yeah. you're the majority, you're the majority here, Jennifer. Like you're, there. most actors that I talk to are like, what the, I don't want to talk about yeah. brand. Yeah. I mean, this is the other thing too, though, because I feel like there are other words that are thrown into the ether that now have been yeah. co-opted and then now they're also taking on like icky feelings. Like <laughs> the word authentic, for example, used to really mean yeah. authentic. Yeah. And now people are like, who be your authentic self? Truly though, like we do know what that means and that actually is what we're getting at. But the mm -hmm. word itself has become so icky around yeah. like authenticity that somehow it takes away from like what actually is genuine or like the word essence Another one. Love yep. that. I think that, like that is what we're talking about. Like, who are you in your core? What makes you speak? What makes you tick? What are your ideas? What are your values? What are your principles? Like all of those things are yes. your essence. And we're talking yeah. like that is what it is and how you energetically exist in space. And yet that word too has somehow been co-opted in a way that I feel like takes away from what it is. I guess I don't necessarily have an answer for it as much as I just wanted to vocalize the fact that those words stress me out and I don't know. <laughs> and genuinely, and it's not because of you, it's the, it's yeah. the industry. And it's just, the, yeah. I don't know if they're serving us because of what we've associated with the particular word mm -hmm. rather than the definition that perhaps you've given us, which is exactly what we're trying to get at anyway. That's the thing. I, it all comes down to just what, what, um, what makes most sense to you? Uh, right. all of those things that you said, besides what, everything that you said that described essence, authenticity, uh, brand right. type, they all resonate. Um, it's just, it just so happens for me 
brand made the most sense and always has made the most sense because I I tend to have more of like a a, a less emotional and more like yeah. logical approach to things in life and like yeah. I also like am constantly trying to figure out the business aspect of things mm-hmm. so that's also that that is always what's driven me so of course for me brand that's going to resonate with me because that's how I think of as like I said I just threw out randomly Facebook and Twitter but like um but no it's it is any, what they use any yeah. any business any big business out there um, that's what they're going to use. That's what yeah. they have to use because that's what resonates. Brand. It's literally it's, branding. It's literally <laughs> quite literally branding. Yeah. Yeah. And and for actors, there is this disconnect because, um, first of all, you know we're we're so used to just playing things that someone has told us to do. Um, unless of course you know we're we're gifted and are writing things for ourselves. But if we're playing someone else's material, mm-hmm. um we're not really even thinking about ourselves or just thinking about how can I like do that to the best of my ability. We're very like selfless in that way. Um, so I find that a lot of the students, students that I work with don't really ever think of like, Oh, who, who am I though? Right. Like, you know, they're just thinking of like, well, I want to be the next, this person. Um, or I, I really love this person. So I want to be just like them. But like, no one's just like we already, anyone. Also, and also we already have that person. The whole point is that like, you yeah. need to, like we need you. We just Which, need you. So like, yeah. what, who are you and what do you have to offer that's different than the, the last person that played the role or the, 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 the other person that you graduated college with? Like what, what, yeah. who are you and what do you have to offer? That is so, think about like some, think about being on the opposite side of things and sitting behind a, a, a table and just watching someone just know who they are. Correct. That is so, so interesting to watch. Even Like I was just watching American Idol with my sister which is so funny. I've been watching that show for years and I love it so much. And I, it's just so, it just, something clicks when you see someone already know who they are on that show, because um, it's just so inviting and it makes you just want to know more about them. That's the same thing in anything, but especially in the entertainment industry, because when you know who you are and what's, what you have to offer, it just feels like a sense of relief. Like you, you, you know, the opposite side can relax and just trust that you're going to give it all you have. Correct. I mean, that's, yeah. It's like when you go and see a, a show and you yeah. like, you know that the person has it. Yeah. yeah. Like that they're not worried about them. Then you get to sit back and enjoy it. And, and that, you know, for many is the, you know, why they go see theater. I'd argue yeah. there's other things to get from that. But, <laughs> but, you know, I think, yeah, it's so, it's so fascinating to talk about it like this too, because it's so nuanced per mm-hmm. individual. And yet, yeah, if we were to do like a mass poll around artists and their feelings on, say, these words or what we're talking about, every single person is talking about the same thing. Yeah, <laughs> like for they sure. really are, you know? And so it's just, it's so, it's wild because it's like the language that we use, though, informs the way in which we can show up to even do this type of work of self-exploration. Yeah. And so even just that entry into it, I guess my invitation for anyone listening is like find, yeah, that word that that works for you to do what these things that we're talking about are about, right? Whether that is type or whether that is branding or whether that is essence or whether that is, you know, authenticity or whether that literally is just like asking yourself, who am I or whatever, just like sitting and doing that is such a, I love that as just an entry way into thinking about 
quote unquote marketing of oneself or rather showing up for oneself in a way that is just like like expressing who you are without having to, um, yeah, like cower just because the language seems to dictate something that isn't in alignment with you. Like the, Mm. what we're talking about is right. And I just needed to like verbalize that for myself as I was clocking that the language was like not serving me. (laughs) Which is totally valid. Yeah. Yeah. Often many of us are so quick to dismiss someone just because they might be, you know, communicating in a way that doesn't seem from the outside to be in alignment. And yet like truly like if we are coming from it, a place of like collaboration, which is what the arts are, then like we really are talking about the same thing all the time, which I love. So (laughs) thank you for going down this like weird, like- I'm obsessed. (laughs) I mean, it had to happen because I was just sitting here like being, I'm biting off my my powdered fingernails. Like, this is what's happening. (laughs) Like, no, I I cannot. These need to last me a couple more weeks. Um, Great. We're doubling back now again to this hat where I'm remembering. I'm so proud of myself. To the hat. This is, I'm really wearing. impressed. Thank you so much. This is how my brain works. People are like, you have a podcast where you don't have questions. And I'm like, you need to trust that in this brain, there's like some wild activity that goes on. And it just happens to like, for the most part, relatively sometimes often decent do work. And that Fantastic. wasn't see English. Um, yeah, that's okay though. I got it. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> this multi-hat wearing part of yourself, right? So if you are having your, uh-huh. I don't know if you call it your day job, or like you have your marketing hat yeah. on when you're walk- mm-hmm. working, you know, in that capacity, then you have your actor aesthetic entrepreneur hat, and then you have your <laughs> artist hat of auditioning. How are you finding the balance for yourself? And how are you deciding to, when those hats go on, are you using mm-hmm. all of yourself in all of them? Is it like a compartmentalized thing in your brain that you're like, now I'm doing this and I have to turn this part off? Like, how does this work for you? <laughs> it's so hard um yeah it's so it is such a challenge um I I, I think even like a couple months ago I recorded an, ep- an episode about this because I just got done doing a show in New York and we did the Baker's Which, Wife congrats thank you it was so exciting it was so it was, cool. yeah <laughs> but it was my first show back after the pandemic and things really started to pick back up at least audition wise like back in December or whatever so I I booked this job and it it was so awesome, but it was so exhausting. Mm. Um, the the time the time period of which I was doing the show and also working because um, I never stopped anything. I just kept doing. Wow. Um, it was very challenging, um, but I knew in that moment. Not only was I doing. Was I was I doing the show where sometimes I'd have to rehearse during the day and then switch kind of my hours with the Broadway Collective and then work at night? Um, but I was also swinging a show, so it was like right. five times the work. Um, and then I was also moving at the same time. And I was for what God knows why, but like all of a sudden I was like doing the show and I had like six auditions that I had to do like in four days. It was just when it rains, it pours and nothing is ever like you can never foresee anything in this friggin industry. So um, it was really hard. And even now that I'm not doing a show, I have to remind myself of what of how I can compartmentalize things and what is the priority Mm. Um, because I have, I, 
since I was so little, I have always wanted to be a performer. So I first and foremost to this day, I know that I want to continue acting until I can't anymore. And that's just mm-hmm. something that I have known since the beginning. And um, and it has fueled everything I do. But there are times when um, I'm working this job or if I'm working on actor aesthetic that I sort of lose that because right. – uh, because my energy and my brain is just 24 seven, something else. Um, it's really hard to click back into that passion for what I love. Um, so it was challenging to, to be present. For example, when I was doing my show, because I was focused on doing a good job, like at my other yeah. jobs. Um, and sometimes you just have to let things ebb and flow. Um, and you sort of have to like, let yourself succumb to the priority at the moment um, and know that you're not perfect and nothing can ever be perfect. So for me, of course, you know, I was like, I have to do everything like as quickly as possible and I have to be on time and I have to take this call with someone and I have to, you know, market this program and I have to sell this family on this this product or whatever. And also, by the way, I should probably still continue my podcast. And it was just like, so it was just, it was just too much. So there was a point where I was like, okay, I literally like sat in um, my bed and I was like, what is, why am I so stressed? And what is the most important yeah. thing right now? The show. Great. What else is important to me? Doing a good job at work. And then lastly, what else do I need to do? I need to get this, this self tape done. And I, I just need to get it done. And trust that I trust that the work that I'm doing is good enough. Um, You know, this is who I am today. I just kept reminding myself like this is who I am today. This is what I have to offer right now Um, because that's life. Uh, And it almost it almost was like once I like settled into that, it was freeing because I just wanted so I wanted to control every aspect of my life. But when you when you do that, you realize that you it just leads to so much unhappiness. Like mm-hmm. to to be doing, I it was it was so strange to me that I was doing a show and I was like unhappy for a moment. Right. Um, and when you just sit with the fact that um, that you you, I know it's 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 really hard to to communicate, yeah. but. Um, I'm still trying to like wrap my head around the experience. And what I will say is that it was just, it was just very, it was, it was, I learned so much about myself in just, in just like a month and a half. And I'm still, I'm still learning. And, you know, there's, there's never a, a time where I haven't stopped learning about myself and learning yeah. about this career, no matter how, how old I'll get. I just know that that, that will never stop. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for sharing so openly in that way. But also I love the, even though it's not, you didn't present it as an exercise, but just simply just sitting down with yourself and saying like, what is my priority or what is, mm-hmm. what is speaking to my heart today? What do I need to do today? Whether it's literally for survival or literally for my yeah. emotional survival, like uh, both yeah. of those things are equally valid and just really taking that calibration with oneself, you know, when, whether you're sitting down or whether it's like, while you're commuting or whether, you know, you're listening to music or whatever you're doing, just taking that purposeful moment and recognizing that there are some things that must get done. And then there are those things that we want to get done. And that sometimes mm-hmm. when things are really, when it rains, it pours, That's, which is yep. always the case, you have to prioritize in that way. And 
the guilt that potentially we can spiral into of like, well, I'm not getting all these things done and recognizing that you are the person whose life we are living <laughs> or you yeah. are living. And mm -hmm. if you don't come back to that for yourself, um, then like whose life is this anyway? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's, I just want to, I want to affirm the fact that it's really cool that you did that and that you knew to do that for you. And that in that moment that that was so that you could have completely spiraled and it could have then affected yeah. <laughs> all the aspects. No, truly, it's very yeah, real. real. Like you're for a real. human being who is being overworked for all the good reasons, but it's, yeah. it's a very real thing. And instead it was like, this is happening. Let's take a moment of pause, recognizing that this is a really overwhelming situation and I'm grateful yeah. and all those things are equally valid at the same time. And also, what do I actually need to make sure that I can keep moving forward actually yeah. and stay afloat in addition to hopefully thriving, right? That's a very difficult thing to be able to take that moment of pause and to be mm -hmm. like, ah, <laughs> this is what we're having. We're having a feeling. It's, it's like, it's not going great. And <laughs> I recognize it still might not go great, but I don't want it to plummet. I want to be able to yeah. like just keep, right. keep it happening and, and keep my head above water. And mm -hmm. um, it's hard. To, it's hard to do that. It is really hard. So I just want to like affirm the fact that you did and you got through it and mm -hmm. you'll, you know, hopefully it'll continue growing up and learning upon itself as you have many more opportunities that all converge at the same time, because that is <laughs> what we all somewhat dream about, even though when it happens, we're like, why did I wish this upon myself? Because, <laughs> like, you know, what? I mean, you know, I'm my my 2022 self was looking back at 2020 being like what this is what you I mean this is literally what you wanted you know Correct. this was this was what you were just aching for yeah um and it's finally back here it is um yeah it was so yeah, much good luck yeah yeah good good luck have fun like you <laughs> yeah. you know you, you you can figure it out if you want I don't know maybe it doesn't it doesn't really matter but it's something that like you you know uh my family like I would remember getting so overwhelmed and and now obviously like looking back at these things they they seem so trivial but like at the time you know, when I was in, when I was like applying to, to colleges and stuff, I was so freaking overwhelmed because there's so many programs that I wanted yeah. to audition for. I knew I had to apply to a bunch, but also I, you know, at the time was like, but I'm missing all of the school to mm -hmm. go to these auditions. So I'm like falling behind in these, these classes that I really want to do well in. And I have to, you know, AP classes, whatever. And then also like, I'm missing all this rehearsal for my senior year show yeah. or all this stuff. Again, it's all trivial now, but at the time it was so important to me yeah and I remember I remember my dad just sitting me down and being like Maggie you just just like step away from from the the chaos that you have in your brain right now around these things just step just step away from it look at it for what it is yeah and just write just just write your you write this one essay just yeah. All you have to do right now for the next 20 minutes is just write this essay. Yeah, one foot in front of the other. That's like right? literally all you can literally do. Literally that. Yeah. Was like, but I mean, so it, sounds, right. it sounds so silly, but like <laughs> we need that reminder sometimes. We really do, right? Uh -huh. To be like, it's cool. It's cool. We got it. You got it. It's great. Literally just take a breath and drink, <laughs> drink this water right here. Just do it. Cool. You did that. That's yeah. so great. You moved. Now you moved there. A moment just happened. Right. Like what's the next one? Yeah. Yeah. We can get so tunnel vision because we want to do it all. And we want to do it well. And we, yeah. and we care and we care. And that's mm -hmm. a beautiful, gorgeous thing. And also we're human beings and we need to take a <laughs> breath <laughs> like, and maybe just do the essay and get that done with. Yeah. Literally just do it. Like it's not just, it's not that deep, Maggie. Yeah. Just do the essay. It's fine. And then he's like, <laughs> do not name anything anesthesia ever again in your life. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's so disappointed. You know. So disappointed. Listen, he's like, oh God, what a what a disaster. Um, <laughs> I I think we answered. I think I doubled back to all my three. Really did. Like I think I did. And I'm I'm really grateful to you for going on this wild, you know, <laughs> journey with me. Um, and you know, or just at least beginning to just touch upon these conversations. I feel like you have been such an incredible resource for so many people, which is literally why I initially reached out to you to record that episode on the podcast and then why I was like, can I, I think, I think we get here to coach together and, you know, and you're like, yeah, yes, you ma'am. do monologues, Jen, yes, let's ma'am. work. And I feel like, you know, there's a reason that I think I've been drawn to the work that you do. And I think that's because you really have such a spearheading mentality and you are not somebody who is waiting for permission to do things. Mm-hmm. And I'm really grateful that you've taken time to kind of talk through those journeys here because for so many of our listeners, I know that there's like all these ideas and perhaps fear, obstacles, all of those things popping up to prevent them from even taking that first step. And so talking in this way and just hearing that it really is just one step in front of the next and recognizing that you're a human being who also was trying to learn balance as well. And we all are in the same boat, I think is such a, <laughs> you know, peeling behind the curtain and, mm. and uh, a wonderful gift that you've given to our listeners, especially those of whom listen to Actor Aesthetic and know you probably through that and or the blog. And obviously, if you have younger listeners from Broadway Collective as well, too, like, I feel like there's going to be so many people listening to this being like, I didn't know this about Maggie. How cool. Mm. So <laughs> thank you for sharing in this way. I'm really grateful to you. Thank you. I'm so glad we had this conversation, especially, oh my God, about the brand. I'm never yeah. going to say that word ever again now, Jennifer. <laughs> That's it. It is wiped from my vocabulary. I literally don't know what it means. I mean, we're gonna go on synonyms.com and yeah, <laughs> honestly, that'll be honestly. If you want to have me on on the actor aesthetic podcast and be like, look, I was on. We're gonna just keep look, going back and forth on each deal. other's podcasts. Be like, I was on Jen's and she talked about this, and now I'm bringing her on this, and we need to have a conversation about this. And I'm not, it's we're so never gonna good. solve. We're it's not gonna so solve good. anything. There's so much more to be spoken. Oh about. my god, will yeah, we no, solve? We... Will we solve it? I don't no, know. But... I doubt. It's very highly. I mean, I'm not a gambler, and money and numbers are not my thing. But I would. I'm gonna like really wager that we will not. No, um, not sure that I don't not. believe in our skill set. But well, I just. I mean, I do clearly, but not not for like solving an entire industrial way of of like compartmentalizing people and the way in which they show up into rooms. You know, it's not gonna be solved on this podcast by me. You never know. You never know. Sure. I guess never say never. Yeah. One can, one can dream. One can dream. Um, yeah. I don't mean to like dispel your verbiage that you use, but you know, just offer the fact that for me in this moment, there was, Mm. it's just, it's something that, yeah, I continue to grapple with and perhaps push up against. And I think that's cool that we can have a dialogue about it because I love it. Otherwise then we're just stuck in the status quo and that's no fun. So, um, Thank you. For anybody who is listening, how, if somebody wanted to reach out to you for any questions or if they wanted to coach with you or anybody like myself on the Actor Aesthetic <laughs> Podcast coaching roster or they want to work with you know the Broadway Collective, any of these things, what are the best way for people to respectfully reach out and contact you? Great. So if you're looking for coaching or if you want more information about actor lifestyle, all of those things, you can go to 
www.actoraesthetic.com. Uh, you can also uh, shoot me an email at maggie at actoraesthetic.com. If you wanted to know more information about the Broadway Collective, you can go to bwaycollective.com or, um, you know, I'm happy to to chat more in the DM. So if you can find me uh, at Actor Aesthetic or at Maggie Barrow, which is my personal account where I'm acting a fool, please, please. <laughs> We love. We love a pool. <laughs> Please stop by. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Give a gander. Just a scroll and a like. A scroll, scroll and a like. And a that's all we need. We, that's all we oh, need at this point. Gosh. Yeah. Gosh, mm-hmm. what a time. Thank you so much for <laughs> spending this Thank you. with me. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. This episode is proof to me that we can all exist in this industry, defining things for ourselves the way that we see best and need to serve us. And all of that is wonderful and good and frankly necessary. I hope you were able to take something away from this episode. If you liked it, please like, follow, and more importantly, review us. This allows us to see and reach other people who are interested in these types of conversations. If you have a friend who you think would enjoy this, please send this their way. If this episode or this podcast is not for you, just let it slide. As always, you can find us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, and on our website at EmpoweredArtistCollective.com. I am so grateful you tuned in yet again, and we will see you back here next week. Until then.